For freedom every day. They're learning at a young age. They're being taught the socialists control the ones that are blaming Republicans for being Nazis, for being fascists, the ones that are promoting some type of cancel culture, the ones that are promoting some type of agenda of uh, shadow banning. Realize at a young age that, hey, sure, you can have your freedom of speech, but we can block your funding. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is another great weekend here on The Voice Reason, your weekend edition of The Voice Reason. As always, broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here at the Hoosier Media Network Studios. We are ready to rock and roll for another weekend. I need a break, though. It's it's hot, and I don't do well in the heat. I need some relief. I need the 20-degree temperatures again. Wintertime, where are you, my good friend? Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. It's global warming, and we're all going to melt, and it's all because of the fact that we're all going to die from climate change or global warming or acid rain or global cool. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it is anymore, but whatever one they're telling us at the time is is happening because we're melting. Welcome to the show. We have a lot to get to on our weekend review. Bottom of the hour, Leslie Manukian. She has joined our weekday program in the past before. Great guest with the Health Freedom Defense Fund. She is in the middle of many different lawsuits uh, challenging the COVID-19 vaccine. I know, kind of a trigger for some, but it's okay. And we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Is it? <laughs> I know, scary. How dare you challenge it? Don't question the science. So we'll do that here in just a little bit. Also, Bottom of next hour, we have Lance Izumai, the Pacific Research Institute. We've had him on again the weekday program as well many, many times as he is a, a education expert. We are getting ready for the fall school semester, not just K through 12, but also for higher education. And what could the school years look like moving forward after the reversal of affirmative action from the Supreme Court of the United States? So. Holy cow, man, some big stuff, the bombs that are being dropped from the Supreme Court we've talked about in the past, and we have all that. So uh, this week, though, kind of interesting news out of Washington, D.C., and I didn't realize that you could censor a hearing on censorship. Did you know that? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I thought it was, too. So a few different things happen in Washington, D.C., if you were not paying attention. But obviously, the big investigation on Hunter Biden, we're not going to focus a lot of time on that on the program today just because... We know what's going on. It's like the cocaine issue. We know you're lying. We know the truth. We're just waiting for you to admit it to us. We're just waiting for you as the parent to wait for the children to admit, yeah, mom and dad, I actually broke the vase. I threw the ball and I hit the vase. It wasn't the dog. It wasn't anybody else. It was actually us. I did it. And I'm terribly sorry. We're waiting for that. And with the slap on the wrist that the uh, the Justice Department has uh, put on the Bidens already for the laughable accusations of the one and a half million dollars and the illegal position of the firearm and everything else. Uh, we're waiting for more of this information to come out. Now, the good news is that we have now uh, um, we have Jim Jordan, who is heading up these investigations, who's openly said that now that we have hard evidence from multiple whistleblowers from the IRS regarding the investigations on the Biden family and how much money they are bringing in illegally from government agencies that they're not supposed to be involved with because they have a conflict of interest and all the money that they didn't file taxes on because no one was supposed to know about it. Now that we have this hard evidence, it's going to be very easy to start coming after them with charges and start cleaning house on the DOJ and actually making government somewhat, and I use this in air quotes for our listeners, somewhat transparent again. Now, whether you believe that or not, that would be up to you. 
We'll see if it actually happens or not. But the biggest uh, committee hearing that I thought was of value this week was the censorship hearing that involved the Republicans, again with Jim Jordan and with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who I find probably one of the most fascinating guys in the political realm today. Even though he is a Democrat, he is a very different flavor of Democrat than what we're all now used to under the Obama regime and the Biden regime and the Clinton regime and whatever Nancy Pelosi regime and the Harry Reid regime and the Dick Durbin regime and all these other yahoos, some of them not even in office anymore, but yet their legacy continues. And Robert F. Kennedy really shaking him up, in fact, a little angry at how the Democrats are treating him because he's supposed to be part of that party and the fact that they're not treating him as such, uh, he's a little offended by. And can you imagine the galls, the huevos of the Democrat Party to censor a guy during a committee hearing regarding censorship? Many of my fellow Democrats, I've spent my life in this party. I've devoted my life to the values of this. This is a letter that many of you signed. Many of my fellow Democrats, I've spent my life in this party. I've devoted my life to the values of this party. There's 102 people signed this. This itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. The, the, the charges in this, and, and by the way, censorship is antithetical to our party. It was, it was appalling to my father, to my uncle, to FDR, to Harry Truman, to Thomas Jefferson, as the chairman referred to. It is the basis for democracy. It sets us apart from all of the previous forms of government. We need to be able to talk. And, and the First Amendment was not written for easy speech. It was written for the speech that nobody likes you for. He makes a great point. We should be able to disagree. Now, I realize that now we have the wild, wild west of this called the interweb and the WWWs for those that like to go back to the early 1990s when I was growing up and the Internet was just becoming a really cool, hip, uh, retro thing to do. But it used to be that it was the wild, wild web and you had the ability to say anything kind of like on the soapbox back in the day late 1800s, early 1900s, even before that, when you tried to run for office and you had the ability to say anything. Now, I want to clarify, and I think that this is maybe, oh, some uh, a talking point that gets left out of the conversation at times when we talk about uh, censorship and the violation of the First Amendment and what the First Amendment actually does. Because the First Amendment is supposed to be the right for you to say anything about the government and the government not coming after you. And I want to preface that. This is not about private businesses on whether they can come after you. This is not about what you can say in the workplace, because that is not a violation of First Amendment in any way, shape, or form. It is truly about you can say anything in the public square without the government coming, shutting you down, and throwing you in jail because you say something against the government. The problem is, is now we have this wonderful world that is called crony capitalism. That is called the corporatism, where they're taking advantage of government institution as a private sector. And because of that, we now have this cross bleed in where we're being censored in the public square through a private company. Andy, what do you mean? Well, social media site is privately owned, yet it's a public square. It's a privately owned public square for the public to have a say. But technically, it's still privately owned and they can decide what type of conversation what type of ideas, what type of quote-unquote information can come out on their social media platforms. Then it gets even more complicated when you tie in the federal government because now we find out 
before Elon Musk ended up purchasing uh, Twitter. And they did their big drop on all the scandals going on there is that the government was working with the private company about the public space of conversation to tell the private company what is okay and what is not okay, what they want on the social media platform, what they don't want on the social media platform, what they think is misinformation, and what goes against the narrative. And we know that to be proof positive in actual fact. So the conversation is an extremely complicated, difficult one. At the end of the day, however, we should have the freedom of speech to say what our opinions are. And to get out of an information, because this may be another triggering point for some. I know. Maybe a triggering point for some, but imagine it or not, that the science is not settled on anything. In fact, the science industry, the science realm, scientists that actually work in science admit that there is no such thing as follow the science and a proof positive about science because anything could be argued at any point with a different opinion or with a different set of numbers or a different interpretation of those numbers. And that's not what the usual general public wants to hear. They want it simplified. They want to be able to put it onto a 120 character tweet and say that they are a master expert on a certain issue, which leads to the Democrats who I'm telling you, you might want to cover up a little bit because your desperation showing just a bit. What's her name? Stacey Plaskett, the Democrat that was in the hearing as well, going after Robert F. Kennedy Jr., trying to use that as her five minutes in the limelight to try and go after, uh, again, censoring a hearing about censorship because that's what they're all about. They're desperate to try and change the conversation because they've been caught red-handed. They've been caught with their hands in the cookie jar with all of the information. And I've told you this, man, that right now we have probably the best news that we could ever have, which is the fact that we are starting to expose everything going on in Washington, D.C. They can't hide anything. They're not smart enough to learn how to hide anything. But now that Donald Trump's been there, he's busted those doors wide open to where they can't hide anything any longer. And it's irking them, man. It's driving them crazy. They want to go back. To the closed doors, the cigar fill, the sm- cigar smoke filled rooms. They want to go back to dealing behind the scenes and then having some type of public agenda in the open, but then a completely different agenda that's benefiting somebody or making a deal with somebody behind the scenes that we're not aware of. And they're not working any longer and it's frustrating them. So while they've had years of censorship and they've completely tried to play hands off, oh, we didn't know what was going on. They have been totally working this behind the scenes, and now they're trying to change that direction to the point where they're just like kind of pulling a Hillary Clinton of at what point does this really matter? You know, that's been the question that quite a number of people have been asking me. Why are you having this hearing? What does this have to do with inflation? What does this have to do with the cost of living? (laughs) What does this have to do with the everyday lives of Americans? The thing that the Republican Party said that they would focus on if they had control of the House. Why would the Republican leadership in the committee majority give a hearing and a platform to the witnesses today? Specifically to Mr. Kennedy. Oh, specifically to that guy, that conspiracy theorist, that anti-vaxxer, that guy challenging the quota, saying whatever he wants to say, brainwashing people and leading them astray. Could you could you imagine, man? We have inflation that's at 20% over the last three years under the Biden administration, even higher, close to 40% when it comes to food specifically. We have an economy that's in ruins right now. We have a military that's weak and could not handle a potential conflict a full-on contract with either Russia or China, let alone both of them. 
plus the conversation with Iran. We have allies like Jerusalem and Israel that don't want a whole lot to do with us because of how bad we are right now. Can you imagine that they are so desperate to get away from the conversation of how they are truly the crazy, wild socialist fascists that are trying to silence everybody that they don't agree with politically, that they got caught red-handed so badly, and this looks so bad in the public opinion, that they have to say, wait a second, why aren't we talking about inflation? They don't want to bring inflation up. That looks bad on them. Why aren't we talking about crime rates? Are you kidding me? You want to talk about crime? We could talk about crime rates, but why in the world would you want to? To them, those are the easier issues to address than what's going on right now because they can't handle the censorship conversation. They want to deflect from this to go to other policies that they're trying to run away from. So either they are so badly positioned in this issue, they want nothing to do with it, or she just let the cat out of the box and told the thing in the public that they were supposed to keep behind the scenes. And that would be an interesting position as well. But the Democrats right now, livid that Robert F. Kennedy, who is a Democrat, and still obviously I disagree with on some issues, is coming out and just blowing the lid wide open on what they've done through social media, what they've done to his content on YouTube and on podcast shows and on the Tweety and on social other social media platforms. And they don't want anybody to have a voice that they don't agree with that doesn't back the science which I have a hard time understanding how we can back the science when the science retired. Because remember, Anthony Fauci was the science. He didn't agree with science. He didn't align with science. He was the science. <laughs> so how can we back it if it's retired? Boy, do we got a lot to get to today. It's going to be a fun ride. Strap in, buckle up. Let's have a good time. It's the Voice Reasons Weekend Edition. Lots more coming up right around the corner. Stay here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Indeed it is. Welcome back into it. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country, baby. We are broadcasting coast to coast and we are loving every second of it. Appreciate you hanging out with us as you do every weekend for you whenever you may be broadcasting this one. So I'm wondering, remember during the COVID or not uh, during the Trump investigations and the impeachment in the House of Representatives, we had Adam Schiff, who really made the name for himself by trying to lead that charge into the impeachment of Donald Trump. And he's still defending that, even though we have voted to censor him uh, a little bit because of the lies, knowing that the, the information and the intel that he was getting on the quote-unquote Russian collusion was a farce, and he knew it was a lie, but yet he continued it on for political gain, using the Justice Department, using the political means of the 25th Amendment of impeachment and the attempted removal of office for a political gain, which is not the intent of this. But, you know, take give them an inch, take them a mile. Democrats always say never let a crisis go to waste. They always find an opportunity to get their gain and take advantage of whatever situation's out there. I'm wondering... If this Stacy Plaskett, who I've never heard of in my entire life before this, I'm wondering if this is her next rise to fame by going after someone like Robert F. Kennedy, who is <laughs> trying to disrupt the political party on the Democrat side. They have labeled him as the disruptor. You are not a socialist. You're an old school Republican. 
You're an old school Democrat. You're an anti-vaxxer. You're a conspiracy theorist. You don't trust the science, even though the science officially retired. You are a bad human being. We are going to demolish you. And how dare you try and use the label of a Democrat party? That's where they're at now. And the Democrats are so desperate to do that. They're willing to talk about their other failures to try to avoid this failure. But yet they've come out and said, well, you know, while we do that, free speech, by the way, isn't an absolute thing. Could you imagine that? But free speech is not an absolute. The Supreme Court has stated that. Uh, and others' free speech that is allowed, hateful, abusive rhetoric, does not need to be promoted in the halls of the people's house. This Republican charge of free speech is being used by Republican members to promote quasi-science, Things such as the replacement theory that says that brown people are replacing good white Americans here in this country. Let's not remember that this country first belonged to brown Native American people. Dude, what is she talking about? Like, seriously, is this part of the Biden basement here? Is she trying to be the puppet for the Biden admin now? Let's go into the Biden basement. I think that's where we're at because I don't quite understand where she's got what what the world she's talking about that we're somehow giving quasi science to promote white supremacy against people with brown skin. And let's remember who this country really belonged to back in the day. What do what we're talking about censorship. We're talking about the idea of forcing people to get vaccines and forcing people to do things with their body that they weren't supposed to be doing. That's what we're what are we talking about here? This gal's crazy. Over the last eight months, the extreme MAGA majority has spent its time, not to mention tons of taxpayer money, something that they're Mm. always so cautious about, on baseless investigations that have gone nowhere, all in an effort to serve as a legislative arm of the Trump campaign and discredit any agency that dares to hold the president or those that work with him or who have the same ideals that he has accountable for you ever remember that uh that show charlie brown and snoopy and the teacher that's what we're getting from her because she is all over that was in those little clips by the way we're in like a five minute span of each other where she's just going off and just filling time to not let rfk jr actually speak saying nonsense how censorship is a good thing because if we don't censor the white supremacists will take over and want the white thing back in this nation and that we're just defending the quasi-science from the from the Trumps and from RFK Jr. It's a very strange world. Leslie Manukian, right around the corner when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. Stay right there. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. meets radio this is the voice of reason with andy hoosier yes indeed it is welcome back into the program what's up thanks for hanging out today on another weekend moving through the very warm global warming infested summer that we're going through here (laughs) i'm ready for the cool weather again hey uh so the biden administration 
has taken what they think is a way to take the negative and turn it into a positive as we talk about the Bidenomics in the country right now, this 15 to 20 percent inflation that we've seen over the past three years, which apparently is a better talking point to them than it is about censorship on social media, colluding with a private company illegally to try and a shadow ban and try and screen and try and block and try and just ban content that they find is quote unquote misinformation. Uh, so they'd rather talk about how bad the economy's doing under the Biden administration while he goes around and says how great it is. Now, while he tries to remember what his name is, he also tries to say that inflation's only sitting at a 4% rate, which is why we need to push back and recognize and let people know and remind them that, hey, uh, how are the prices of groceries compared to three years ago prior to Joe Biden? Uh, how is gas prices compared to the Biden regime? It's time to reignite that American dream and let people know what real Bidenomics actually are. That's what Americans for Prosperity are doing. They have well over 4 million advocates all over the country with 36 state chapters, uh, individuals active in all 50 states. And just last year in the midterm elections, they knocked on over one and a half million doors across the nation. And you can be a part of that going into the 2024 elections, even in the offseason this year with maybe your local candidates, which we now recognize are how important and how influential they are on our daily lives. You can be a part of that. Go to AmericansForProsperity.org, AmericansForProsperity.org. Go check them out, whether you become a financial donor, whether you want to donate your time, go knock on doors, go make phone calls or just help out and support behind the scenes, whatever you can do. Let's create that American dream. Let's make sure that that American dream is still alive and help them reignite that with Americans for Prosperity online at americansforprosperity.org as we're really proud to partner with them here on The Voice of Reason. All right, let's get into our What's Trending story of the day. What's Trending Today. And as you know, we just talked about the censoring of the censorship hearing in Washington, D.C. They are so desperate to shy away from this conversation that they don't even want to talk about it at all. They don't want people to know exactly what's going on with censorship because they don't want people to know about the information. There was a headline, and I'm excited to talk to our next guest about this. There was a headline just this last week that showed that COVID-19 deaths are estimated to have been overreported by about a third of what was actually reported across the country. And that, I, I know. And that's according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, where they're guesstimating that they were overreported. What do you mean by overreported? Meaning that when someone died from stage four lung cancer, but they had tested positive for COVID-19 right before they died, that was included on the birth certificate as a reason for the death when it wasn't. And if we look at that and cut it down by a third, then that really goes from like 1.1, 1.2 million deaths that the CDC had recorded for the nation to just about 780, 790 some thousand. Still some, but, and that's still questionable as well. Meaning that the information that we're getting from the government, the information that we're getting about trust the science, even though science had retired when Fauci retired, apparently, trust the science. You can't question the virus. You can't question the government's role in the virus. You can't question the vaccines in any way, shape, or form. Uh, those days are over. And as my parents always told me, the truth comes out in the end, and you never want to lie in any way, shape, or form. To talk about some of this and more, really happy to have on the program as we've had her on our weekday show, and I loved it. We had to get her back on here as well. She's the president, founder of the Health Freedom Defense Fund uh, that's ongoing fighting litigation across the nation, trying to bring an exposure to what went on during this pandemic and trying to bring some health freedom again to the American people. Excited to have on here Leslie Manuki. And Leslie, how are you today? 
But just oh, listening to you talk makes my blood boil, you know, because it's so outrageous. It is outrageous, isn't it? I mean, when we finally, I mean, we knew this. We were saying it, what, two years ago about the uh, the deaths being overrated in the hospitals because of the financial benefit hospitals were getting with the number of patients and the number of deaths. We knew something was going on, but we were banned. We were censored. We were called conspiracy theorists. We were called anti-vaxxers. We were called nuts because we were questioning what we were being told. And now it's coming out to be true. Yeah. Can I tell you, I was going to our school board meetings, our city council, talking to our you know, other elected representatives, speaking to the head of the school, all these things. And I was giving them information that the CDC had actually, let's go back to the spring of 2020. The CDC instructed coroners and doctors to change the priority of COVID on death certificates. It used to be that if you died, like you said, of stage, lung four, um, stage four lung cancer or any kind of cancer or something like that, and you'd been sick for years and years with it, and then you got the flu or something, they don't put the flu as the cause of the death. They put stage four lung cancer or diabetes yeah. or whatever it was that you've been suffering with. But in 2020, in the spring, CDC instructed doctors, doctors and coroners to change the priority and put COVID first, even if something else had been the true cause of death. So that exaggerated deaths, but it also exaggerated cases because they also were using this PCR thing, which is not a test. People need to understand that. It's an, a method via which they can amplify genetic material. And PCR is known to cause a high proportion of false positives, in particular in the way that it was being used when the cycle threshold or the number of cycles at which they're amplifying it or doubling it um, is over a certain threshold. And they were using it at a level which, which was yielding upwards of 97% false positives. So you had just like two massive ways that they were jimmying the numbers in order to spread fear. And that was from the very, very beginning. And it hasn't gone away. And every time we questioned that, that's when Anthony Fauci would kind of get his little cackle going, his little smirk. He would just blow it off and say, trust the science. This is not true. There's no incentives here. No one's over-reporting. No one's reporting wrongly here. You just have to stay at home, wear the mask, get your triple booster, and then you'll be fine. And you still might be able to spread the virus so we don't want you going out and being around. Uh, do you think we'd ever go back down this road if this, God forbid, ever happened again and they tried to go down the same road? Do you think enough people are awake enough to where we're going to be like, yeah, we're, we're not doing this this time? Well, I think that one of the things that's great is that there are researchers who are continuing to dig and reveal this information. So it just came out, as you mentioned, that the deaths were exaggerated probably by a third. There are people who have done dug deep and found out that there are um, that they were miscoding the way that the deaths were coded as well, if it happens after a vaccine and falsely attributing it to COVID. So it's another way that they were exaggerating it. The thing is, the more tenacious we are in exposing this, the more likely it is that more people wake up. And so I think we're at a place where it'll be very hard for them to do it again. But let's be clear, they are fighting. In fact, I just saw that the um, federal government is going to take a case to the Supreme Court. We have a case that's very similar to this case arguing that federal employees should not be forced to get this shot, which they know does not stop transmission or infection. There's no public health justification whatsoever. But there's another case that's similar to ours that is in the Fifth Circuit. Ours has stayed pending this other litigation. They are going to appeal it to the Supreme Court, arguing the federal government <laughs> should have the power to force federal employees to get a shot. That's outrageous, wow. but it shows their hand because it shows that they actually 
maybe people have woken up, but the, the federal government has not given up. And I think that's the most important thing for us to all be aware of, that these people are not going away. They are not going mm. away. They do not care that they've been exposed for liars and frauds. They don't care. And, um, and if people, more people don't wake up, I believe they will do it again. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. They're, they're setting the stage for it. You know? Yeah, that is that is very true. They they will never give up. We said that before. You give them an inch, they take two miles because uh, they they will never give up. So here's the next question: Is while we're finding out about the actual deaths from the virus itself that are vastly and grossly overreported, you've been obviously working on this legislation for mandatory vaccines that many companies and government entities have been doing. Uh, are we starting to get more information on the potential side effects or long term consequences? Even though it's been only a couple of years of the vaccine itself. And will that information start coming out more publicly? Well, you know, one of the big issues is that the federal government has been instructing big tech and many media outlets to um, censor information. They call it malinformation. They call it malinformation because it's true, but it's uncomfortable for the government. And so what's coming, what's been revealed recently in lawsuits is that the government has been labeling those of us who speak out and expose the facts that it looks like you're more likely to get COVID after the shot, after about seven months after a shot, six or seven months, than if you've never had a shot. Okay. It looks like you're more likely to end up with um, severe complications after the shot than before the shot. These things are being borne out across the world. It's not just in the United States. And, but this information is obviously very, very uncomfortable, you know, very unwelcome for the government. So they're just trying to shut everybody down. And so we're doing every we can to try and expose it and also to hold their feet to the fire. And one of the ways we're doing that is through litigation. So we have this one lawsuit against the Los Angeles Unified School District, which I think is one of the most important in the nation because we are pushing on them to actually justify how they can force a medical intervention on you when we have the right to refuse unwanted medical treatment. And this is just a treatment, a therapeutic. And so yeah. this case is, is on appeal. We're actually going to hear, have oral argument September 4th in Seattle on this case. But I think it's one of the most important cases in the nation because we are literally putting the science on trial. And there is more and more coming out, but it's not making it into the, in the mainstream for the most part because – you know, these people have a stranglehold on the on the um, flow of information. The pharmaceutical industry is the biggest advertiser, the biggest lobbyist, and they don't want this to come out. So we have an uphill battle, but yeah. that doesn't mean that any of us should give up. We are we have done. You know, we're the ones who stopped the travel mask mandate, so you don't have to wear a mask on airplanes because of us anymore. Um, we are fighting as much as we can in order to hold these people accountable, and I think we can win. I think we can win. You're absolutely right. And uh, you've said it before, too, is that they're trying to delay these as much as possible to try and just let the statute of limitations run out to be like, hold the Hillary Clinton. At what point does this really matter any longer? Just to let it slide under the door. We're talking with Leslie Manoukian. and lots more coming up here to wrap up our number one of the Voice Reason right around the corner. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
Darn right it is. Freedom, reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we're all about here on the program. Welcome into it as we wrap up hour number one. We covered a lot of ground already, and it's sad to see how far the rabbit hole goes as we see the absolute domination, the tyrannical control of content, and yes, even the misinformation. You are fake news. I know, of the uh, what's going on from the government and the fact that it's all coming out. We always said, remember, the truth comes out in the end, so... All we have to do is expose it and let people know. The question is, will people actually recognize the truth when they see it? Or will they just kind of blow it off? And then when it happens again, they're shocked, right? We didn't listen. We, we didn't listen. <laughs> uh, on the phone with us here for a few more minutes is Leslie Manukian. You can find her online on her website, lesliemanukian.com. She's also with the uh, founder and president of the Health Freedom Defense Fund, which you can find online at healthfreedomdefense.org. Leslie, as we go through and you guys continue these battles and more information is coming out, I, I got to ask again, I mean, are we starting to recognize in our, is this changing policy from local levels, some of the city councils and county commissions that maybe implemented these mandated vaccines or school districts have been a huge one with children. Why in the world are we vaccinating these children that had like a 0% death rate from the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, but they still tried to implement these policies? The lawsuits that you guys are working on, is it changing it? Are these are these governmental entities starting to second-guess these moves? Yes, very much. In fact, we had a big um, a big win um, A group of parents in Bishop, California, took our resources that we had posted, and with a little bit of guidance from us and a bunch of guidance from a local attorney, they actually fought back against their school district, and they just got a $400,000 settlement because the school district violated their children's rights by forcing them to to mask, by isolating them or separating them out for not not getting um, vaccinated. They humiliated them. They they abused them. They bullied them, and they had to pay four hundred thousand dollars as a basically a settlement for violating these kids' privacy and um, constitutionally protected rights. So that's happening in Florida. Just last week, I think it was, a city council voted to deem the uh, to designate the COVID shots a bioweapon and ban them. So it's shifting. It's shifting. But, you know, that's the good news. There is bad news, though, in that the Los Angeles Unified School District, whom we're suing, are still mandating the shots and still um, displacing people and firing them if they don't get them. And Santa Clara University in California, I think it's University of Santa Clara, they just doubled down. They are going to require the shot for um, students and people next next year, I think, or the, the booster or something like that. The point is, some are some lone actors are still pursuing this. They're still clinging to the lie against essentially, but they are in the extreme minority. More and more cities, more and more counties and school districts are finally saying, you know, enough is enough, and we know the truth. Yeah, I, I met with someone time. actually this past. Yeah, I met with someone last week who's on a um, a school board. And um, he was telling me that they recognize that everybody at the school recognizes the kids are two years delayed. Now, wow. this, this is crazy. This is insane. And it's, it's, it's so painful. Um, so I think people have woken up. But the thing is, we've got to get more people woken up. And we've got to keep pushing on these lawsuits because the lawsuits are making a difference. When they have to pay $400,000, they are going to pay attention and other school districts are going to pay attention. And this is why we're suing some of corporate America. You know, we've got a case against Nike and one against um, Disney. They violated their employees' religious rights. They bullied them. They harassed them. They, um, 
they uh, discriminate against them and they need to be held accountable. And so um, that's why we keep pushing, because I think if the corporate world realizes and this, you know, academia realizes that they can't do this without some kind of a um, consequence, then we're going to move the ball down the field. And that's a really good thing for all Americans. That's what it's all about. And you guys are rocking that one and trying to bring that exposure and fighting them where it hurts the most, which is in the courts, because they always thought the courts would always be on their side. And when they're starting to figure it out, that that's not really the case at all. And uh, that's a good place for us to be. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the COVID-19 vaccine still isn't considered a vaccine, but an actual experimental drug, which makes it all even more wild that they would actually go along with this as well. It's healthfreedomdefense.org. Go check it out. Leslie Manukian. you can find her at LeslieManukian.com. Leslie, it's so good to talk to you again, my friend. Keep up this fight. It's so vital. Let's get you back on and do another update again real soon. What do you say? Thank you so much, Andy. Anytime. All the best. All the best to you. We appreciate it very much, man. What a great fighter there, and we love everything that she's doing. We'll do another update here very soon. All right, that does it for hour number one. Hour number two, man, right around the corner. We got so much more to talk about to get you set for another great weekend. Make sure to speak up, speak up, speak speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Lots more coming up right around the corner. Hang tight.